What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 276. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements. Hello. Hello. Hi. Ah, uh, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders! Hey, hockey's back. Yeah. Said no one ever. Mm. No. That's yeah. not true. Actually, oh! actually, ratings are really good right now. Oh, nice. And that female voice you hear is, is the... Goldfarb. What happened to him? <laughs> the Wiki Woman, Stephanie Lee. Hey. Beyond? Oh, you're rusty. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hey, a while. Hey, guys. Good to be back on the show. I think you're going to call her Witchy Woman. Like that? I went Wiki. I was pretty... Witchy. Witchy. Don't, don't give away your age now. Or the fact that you didn't watch enough Seinfeld. But Witchy Woman is a fantastic song. Everyone should go download it on Eagles iTunes song. right now. Okay. You, okay. you search Eagles. You search Wiki Woman. You find Wait, it. Wait, no, no. Oh, witchy. Witchy, witchy Woman. Oh, right. Yeah. No, witchy. Witchy. That's Stephanie's name. I, I believe gonna... you called me Femme Fatale last time. Well, now, now you're the Wiki Woman. And, uh, and our it's wonderful... That's a, a better name. It's, yeah. more, it's more... There's definitely alliteration yeah. there. Like, yeah, oh, like they're, they're actually Our wonderful... Produ- wonder- I can't speak. Wow. That's good. Oh, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and Sting will play us Our wonderful producer, Sean Finnegan, almost knocks that entire giant like curtain steel round um, thing down as he walked out. The garbage we have in the studio really a lot of people not, they know now the studio garbage uh, we talked about it before last week podcast beyond making the jump to video in some form only one person charlie gadson wrote in going where are all the videos <laughs> I don't, i've googled everywhere you're throwing away batteries yeah i'm trying someone's got to clean this Wait, fucking dude mess up. it's never gonna happen like look at look at all these these wires but you left all the technology just comes up wires, here to die yeah. that's the worst part about it there's all just a lamp <laughs> well i like i like Two over here laptops that are being used. i like when did we ever need an inbox here when did we ever need an inbox that's jeff bell that's not even the real jeff bell that was the tech Descendant fetish people thought Jeff they were Bell. onto something with a, by bringing in a bell, not realizing <laughs> yeah. the Xbox cast didn't. Anyways, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation podcast, number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, posted every Tuesday. We started doing some videos, too, so you can find those on IGN. Uh, I'm, still, I'm, I'm attaching them right now to the PlayStation conversation playlist. Is, are we fine with that, Colin? I like that. No? You too don't relevant like that? to me, really. Too yeah. relevant to you. Uh, no, irrelevant, actually. The, irrelevant the exact opposite of too relevant. You're mumbling with you got the marbles in your mouth. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> too irrelevant. What do you mean? The conversation or where they post? I didn't say. I didn't say too irrelevant. I didn't say that. Let's just back up a little bit. I said. I mean, let's you asked me two. if the if the you like them going to PlayStation conversation playlist. I said it's irrelevant to me where you put the videos. Okay, they can still live in the PlayStation conversation playlist if you'd like. I, well, I mean, if eventually maybe we have to do beyond, but that seems like we're just splitting the difference here. People already know the PlayStation conversation playlist. It's already a successful. Put the lamp down, Colin. <laughs> Okay. He loves lamp. I think we're fine. He does love lamp. So look for those videos throughout the week. I'll post the ones that I've posted so far. And the beyond. I was thinking about maybe starting. Here you go, uh, Wiki Woman. Starting a wiki page for every episode. You put all the videos Mm. in there. You put the links in there. Mm. Sounds like a lot of work though. It took us uh, 276 episodes to get a camera in here, so I don't know know if we're ready to jump. I can help you with the wiki stuff if you'd like. Okay, that sounds good. That'll be your new job. Yeah, that could be just completely and utterly. Play Guild Wars and write some wikis about podcasts beyond. Steimer's off a rocker on that Guild Wars. Yeah? Yeah. Oh she's still playing it? Today. Took the day off today to keep to playing play Guild, Guild Wars, Wars She's unbelievable. Last night, she, yeah, you see it all the time in the house now. She's, she's at the computer. It's one of those things, like, it's Fucking just like... nerds. It's, it's, it's an adorable relationship <laughs> separated by one hallway where I, I play DC Universe all on, all, online in the living room all day long, and I just look to my left and see her at her computer playing Guild Wars all day long. Yesterday, yesterday I was thinking to myself, I was, I was sitting in my room... Playing? Uh, I, was, I was playing Far Cry there. Thank you. Uh, that... Uh, 
Greg was in the living room having these ridiculous conversations about DC Universe, like saying the, the nerdiest shit ever. And then in the bedroom next to me, Christine's talking about fucking elves and not fucking elves, <laughs> but elves and taverns and side quests and yeah. spiders. She's been going like, for these oh, legendary it's, weapons. It's so funny that if you, uh, let's say for when you, if and when you do get a PC, I feel like Guild Wars, you will, you would totally love that game no, if you no, played it. I'll tell you right now, I'm never playing an MMO as long as as long as I'm on this Why? God's green earth. The question can't do it. Why not? I don't want to play with other people. Okay, you don't have to though. What's the point of playing an MMO if you're playing it by yourself? It's, uh, but see, it's an MMO. It is also a really good RPG that can be played by itself. Now, now Clements has nailed it. But no, you have for the and the experience of an MMO. The core experience of an MMO is to, is the social aspect. But so that's Colin true. does raise a point where you. Playing an MMO by I, yourself totally defeats the purpose of being online. Well, DC uh, Universe Online, you can do all that level level thirty content. I'll tell you right now, I'm never playing that. Trophies, <laughs> <laughs> you love trophies. No, uh, can't do no it. Can't well, do it. all I'm saying. So, of course, if you don't want to play, you don't want to play it. But all I'm saying is, is that I, I can actually play through. Like, I like the the uh, Guild Wars is special in that you can play by yourself. Uh, by yourself. I just can't. <laughs> wait. Two hundred seventy-six episodes of this. <laughs> All right, you can play We're by as yourself. As episode two. The nice thing is that you still get people kind of around, so it makes it feel like the world is alive because there are real players there. But you don't. You can just ignore them. I mean, you can just do your own thing. I'm just going to ignore the whole through. game. I think, and just because I'm buying a PC it's for so, Civilization and SimCity, which Sim is City. great. Now I'm, you have I'm to. We have to have that. one region together. You can have your single player game for SimCity. We have to have one. I'm even going to plug the computer into the internet. You can be the hockey city. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just don't want to play games with other people. I'll send all my Sims to your town to go to your hockey arena. Oh, okay, good. I also have to draw the line somewhere on on the nerd factor sometimes about things. Oh, yeah, I think you I'd drew the, the line a long line. time ago. How long ago did you cross it? Have a headset on, <laughs> and you're gonna be talking about going to a tavern to meet a fucking gnome. <laughs> To get a fucking <laughs> mystical dagger, I gotta draw the line at that point because that's just that's too much for me. To you just list, just listen to your VO that's for sh- Nino Cooney. What much, is that? What do you think you're talking that's just about too much there? Me, it's just too much for me to handle. In order to save people's hearts, you have to bring the good forces of nature. <laughs> you played a lot of Nino Cooney. Haven't played it yet. Oh, really? Uh, you put on. I'm a good only kidding. My my, sh- my shtick about not course. being a nerd is. Um, is fun. I will say that Nino Cooney is in the mail. It should be arriving later today. I'm very nice. excited. Nice. Good. I tried to give you a copy of it like three weeks ago. You didn't want it, so because well, here's the thing. trying to get it on Steam. Yeah. Try to get yeah. it on Steam. Hitting refresh. Hey, when you you offered me a copy that would originally have to go back into the library, and I just wanted my own copy. And since I couldn't play it then anyway, what, what does it matter? He's voting with his wallet, as we yeah. always say. I also him. like to buy games that I'm like really passionate about. Yeah, the game I is apparently number one on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Now, also I did a great just, sign that we get a sequel. I did just order some flea and tick medicine today for Pertillo on Amazon, though. So those numbers might be changing. Don't you, did you love how they get? Did you order some euthanasia pills? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. PlayStation. Yeah. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Let me put on my. Yep. Put on your old man spectacles. glasses. You should get those half glasses and do that whole thing. Bifocals. Bifocals. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Not not glasses with oh, the line you mean, in like, them. The ones where you yeah. have to wear them down here. Yeah, yeah. the half lenses. <laughs> and then you're like. Yeah, like you're, you're going to do some taxes and stuff. They have ones where they just clip at the bridge of your nose and they don't even have like the frames here. Yeah, yeah, like in the future. Those. That's some Ebenezer like in the future. That's like the future. Like Morpheus? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Perry right. White in the new Superman movie. 
10 items on the list. Ooh. I'm glad you're not reading it off your phone this time. Oh, by the way, Goldfarb's <laughs> busy so watching for THQ to implode and sell all the stuff, so that's yeah. where he is. THQ's already imploded. It's like the neutron star of game show publishers. Right now. Uh, number one. It appears that Sony is going to let Microsoft make the first move. Sony CEO Kaz Harai has been quoted as saying, quote, why go first when your competitors can look at your specifications and come up with something better? End quote. This is a bold thing for Sony to say as it insinuates that Sony will wait for the new Xbox to be announced before showing the new PlayStation offering. However, it also makes you wonder how far along Orbis is to be a final product if Sony wants to see what Microsoft is doing and make final changes. Well, I see, I didn't, no, I didn't take that away from it. What I took away from yeah is that Kaz has been out of the video game business so long now. He doesn't understand how long it takes to make a been console. Been out of the game so long. Do <laughs> no, no, the hell's going, going on? on. It's, I mean, it sounded me like he was accusing, well, if we came out first, then obviously Xbox would try to copy us, as if he had no idea how consoles are made. That, like, oh, so you know, think he was flipping scripts? Yeah. I thought okay, he was taking a jab really at them, that, that he was trying to act like they were, they were the top dog here. Yeah, yeah. They, they were saying that Xbox would try to copy them, which I thought, not how, Xbox's console probably well along in its production cycle. Too I'm late sure for them both, to audible sure when they hear PlayStation has integration to Peapod to get groceries delivered. Oh, Peapod. Amazon, you know, all these goofy things. You can't Peapod and Amazon. Peapod and Amazon. Your That's favorite the big, online retailer. <laughs> that, that was the jam back in the day. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be part of the show listener or viewer, beyond at IGN.com, just like Charles the Game Player wrote in. Oh. He says, the Sony CEO came out and suggested that Sony will wait to put out the PlayStation 4 as well as new games and the hardware for the system after the next Xbox. Charles, you read a bit into the quote, but you're on the right track, so we'll keep going with it. Do you guys think that is a good or bad strategy on the part of Sony to let Microsoft go first in line again? Because it just seems like that plan has been tried before. My thing is, they're not saying they want to let Xbox release before them. They're saying they want to let Xbox come out and say, hey, well, this is that Xbox 720, meet Durango, yada, yada, yada. And then they can come out weeks later and say, hey, everybody, this is the Orbis, this is the PlayStation 4. Orbis. That that strategy I can go either way with. I don't mind who comes out first there. It's Sony has to get the the system out before Orbis. I'm sorry, before Durango. Yeah. Before 720. I agree. Okay. They can't, they can't, we can't have another PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Could you, could you imagine if they were really called Orbis and Durango on, at retail? I, I have had nightmares where the PlayStation 4 is called Orbis, yes. So I can't imagine that. Because remember how bad Vita sounded when we first started? I thought it was fine. And then people now accept it. I think we go back. M-Dog, check the, check the archives on that one. I don't think Colin thought it was fine. I think it was fine. M-Dog, don't go through all the M-Dog, episodes. I've asked you before to quit school and only follow our bets and our conversations. We can pay you $10 a week. <laughs> no <laughs> benefits. <laughs> Nope. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't want the, Sony to make like a Sega Saturn move where they announce it and then release it at like the same time or something like that. But they sure. need to, they need to wait until Microsoft announces the console so they can be like, well, ours is better. Oh, and by the way, it comes out first. Exactly. If they, if they can do something exactly. like that, then then yeah, that's, that's where one. the mind share is, right? You want your is basically you want the last word on the conversation before you go to retail, mm. and that's what I think they'd mm. be aiming for right there. So that makes sense. I just thought the cat's like, oh, you don't want them copying you. Well, well yeah, that's, I don't think you have to worry about that. Mm. Too late for that. Mm-hmm. All right, we got some good talk done here. Okay, yeah. good. Thanks for listening to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Number we two. end our show. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is Skyrim DLC is finally coming to PlayStation Three in February. Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn will come to PS Three, and all the DLC will be fifty percent off its first week. What and not a single shit was given. Oh, that's my prediction. Oh no! Yeah, that's what you feel. It's too late. Too late. Charlie Gatson writes in beyond.ign.com. He says hello and beyond. Beyond. I remember a while ago, some of the Beyond crew said they would jump back into Skyrim once the DLC comes to PS3. Now that we're getting all of it half off, will anyone go back and try to play it, or is there simply no time to play that much content now? 
You're saying you're not going back. No, I'm done with that game. You, you, they burned a bridge with you. We talked about it a long yeah, time ago. They yeah, they certainly have. Yeah. Now uh, you had also said it would be you know you wanted to see a, a show of good faith. Is half off enough for you? No. Um, they can do whatever they want. They can charge twice as much for it if they want to. I, th- for me, fifty uh, percent off is not is not enough. It should be free, in my opinion. All of them are the first one. The, all of them. Okay. Um, I think that you know I think they're hedging bets and saying that a lot of people, rightfully so, probably that own PlayStation Three don't know that this whole thing happened, and so these things will just pop up on the PlayStation Store, the completely terrible PlayStation Store right now, and uh, so and sweet. they'll and they'll be like you know oh it was here and it's fifty percent off it's a big deal but I I think for you know core gamers that have been paying attention to this I think uh, this has uh, dropped the ball pretty considerably, um, and I'm not giving them any of my money on this DLC. So, so what about when Fallout Four comes out? Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. We'll see if it runs. I'm sure that they'll have something to say. I'm sure this will be one of the most commonly asked questions. It'll probably not be on this console generation, so I don't think it's anything for them to worry about there. Okay. A moot um, point. Yeah, Todd Howard's you know amazing, and and the games are amazing. Skyrim's a fun game. It's just I'm you know I'm taking a break from their games if they're gonna uh, do what they did to PS3 and then act like nothing was wrong, and then you know it's like this whole fucking dance that they've been doing since the game came out. It's like it's an, you know I'm not giving them any money. Okay. Anybody here play Skyrim DLC? Nope. No. Anybody going back for Skyrim <laughs> DLC? After Probably I spent not. after I spent like what two three months of my life doing the wiki for Skyrim, I am I have no desire to go back to the <laughs> DLC. Okay. But I think the fifty percent off is pretty enticing for PS3 gamers. And just judging from the comments, whenever we announce a Skyrim DLC, like there's, there's always commenters that are like, "Oh, well, looks like Bethesda just ignored the PS3 again." And we're back. You didn't even know we left, but there was a giant <laughs> freak out here, and Colin Moriarty, so panicked, went and cleaned the whiteboard. That's, that's what Skyrim does to the man. Just sends him over there. He has to blow off steam. Brings up so many bad memories. Um, we got a Beyond from Gerard. I thought Gerard. that was a funny way to sign off on his email. Beyond. He writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Is Colin ready to admit that he will never achieve the Skyrim Platinum? Yeah, I mean, I would have admitted that a long time ago. If the game actually, you know. The, see, here's the thing. The game worked fine for me. Take my glasses off. Oh, this is getting serious. The, this game, is a the, game, moment. the game worked fine for me, but I just don't appreciate like the the waffling by Bethesda. I just think that I don't. I always say you got to speak with your wallet. You got to you got to make them know. You know these companies know like what you appreciate, what you don't appreciate. That yeah. You know you can bitch and whine all you want on the internet about things, but at the end of the day, they care about you know if you're playing their games, if you're giving them money, and all those things. And I I intend on following through on those kinds of things. You're so. a man. Yeah, yeah, I am. Jared also asks, "How's the Uncharted Three Platinum coming?" That's funny. <laughs> what's next on the rope report number three sony is expected to make a profit for the fiscal year this will be the first profit the company as a whole has turned since 2008 when fiscal year results are revealed in march it is expected that sony will make 223 million dollars additionally the company is selling its new york city headquarters a 37 story building it purchased in the late 90s remarkably sony will net another 770 million dollars in profit from the sale of the building things are looking up for the long struggling corporation you think it gets some, uh, enough money to come out and release the PlayStation 4 super cheap so everybody buys it? They're going to have to. All right. it, <laughs> have, we, have, we, have we made predictions about what that price point's going to be yet? Or we did uh, yeah, the predictions podcast. Yeah, we did the predictions podcast. I, I just forgot what we said. Yeah, some people. I, don't, not I, said, everybody's four, I said $400. Yeah, not everybody's prediction jumped around there. I say between four. I'd say either 399 or $499. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I You're like it. first. <laughs> For Stephanie, how, how expensive is Orbis going to be? I'm going to say 350 Okay. Yeah, it's a good price. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, I think four hundred is That's actually kind of fair, but sure. I would say five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Probably fair too. <laughs> yeah, let's Giant do that again. I hope they do that again. It's not a joke. Like, <laughs> yes. Fuck you guys. First of, all, we'll, <laughs> the price. first of all, we'll be there, and I'll be like, all right. Well. <laughs> Number four. 
Unnamed sources from video game site CVG indicate that the DualShock controller will be retired and won't be released with the new PlayStation. It remains to be true if this rumor, uh, it remains to be seen rather if this rumor is true. However, Sony is uh, rumored to be looking into touch controls, a la Wii U, for the new console as a replacement to the trusty DualShock. Don't get rid of it. No, not at all. Do not. And here's my whole thing about this. I have a bet with Jim Riley. So obviously, Edar is Jim Riley. I'm sure everybody knows who he is. Uh, I have a bet with Jim Riley for a steak dinner that I think that the PlayStation 4 controller that ships is going to look a lot like the DualShock. I'm not saying there won't be any changes, there won't be any improvements, but it's going to look like the DualShock. I'm not a fan of this crazy biometrics thing. I don't want to touch screen on it. I don't want to, I, and then the question becomes then... Do, Sam writes in at beyond at IGN.com. We can just jump from that. Sam says, with rumors of the DualShock being retired for the PlayStation 4, what do you think the chances of seeing the Boomerang controller coming back are? This is the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if when they announce Orbis PlayStation 4, they have some jackass controller out here that looks like a boomerang or whatever the hell it is. But by the time we ship PlayStation 4, we're back to a regular looking DualShock. Yeah, I was going to say, for the kids that weren't born in 2006 that are listening to the podcast. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Sony tried this and we wouldn't have it. So, you know, the boomerang controller exists. People have seen it. Yeah. And uh, it worked. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, they went back to DualShock because that's that's what's up. And, of course, they tried to go just six-axis, no rumble. And Those they, controllers while they were, are so while comically they, light. Exactly. And while they went back and forth for lawsuits or whatever, they tried to say that rumble was last generation. We all pissed and moaned about that. We got that back. So there you go. Piss and moan on the internet. I remember, Don't buy the system. There you go. I remember playing Heavenly Sword when that game came out. And yeah. I was using a six-axis controller, and I got really mad at the game because I get really mad at games, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I slammed the controller on my desk and broke it. Wow. Like, Impressive. it didn't, like, shatter, but it just, bro- like, you know, it was, like, you Came know, apart. it was... Just crumpled like It like, didn't really work properly after that. Because the controller, it was so light. It was so comically light. It was like you were barely holding anything. Yeah, I'm like, no, you gotta really have some light. weight. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you guys remember when we ordered Dual Shocks from Japan when they were first coming out? Yeah. And Hillary, like, took the box. He's like, hey, can I see that? He, like, took the box and Your just box. chucked it Your my box, box yeah. with my controller, and it chucked it across the office. That never worked quite right either. I think right in 95, like, Apple came out of the console, too. The Pippin, and that had a boomerang controller. And we had it in the office. The like, Pippin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the Hobbit? Exactly. Sure. That's what it was named after. <laughs> yeah. And that uh, was before, actually pretty comfortable. I didn't actually know that. Before we jump PS4 controllers. Navid from Waterloo writes in. From Beyond, Waterloo? Waterloo. We've had a conversation on this podcast yeah, about this Waterloo. this of course is where Napoleon surrendered to the Nazis. Right. The Waterloo, we right. all know. Mm-hmm. Beyond, <laughs> what changes would you like to be seen... What changes would you like to be seen made in the PlayStation 4 controller, considering the new rumor? So what would you... Let's say they're redesigning it in some way. I, I Again, I don't think the PlayStation 4 Orbis controller is going to be DualShock copied over but i think it's gonna look a lot alike my main thing i want in it is better triggers r2 and l2 i don't like that they go down and in now they go they slope down in the old days my fingers would slide off them i just wanted to go back just go back old yeah. days yeah back as in, in the day as in back into the left i'm fine with back. the i'm fine with I'm the l1 r1 I'm, pull, I'm pulling my fingers back right. right but i'm saying you want the trigger to actually curve forward oh so sure that that's fine catch, too i don't mind if it's just flat it. like a dual shock 2 i don't want it to change at all but I think that the, the one thing they're going to change is, uh, if it were to come out, is so everyone shuts up about it, is put the, the right analog stick up, make them uneven. Or I, I, feel like, I feel like that's going to be the one thing that they'll... Concave the, sticks, yeah. too, people bitch about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the left stick. The left yeah, stick yeah. will be it for Because everyone, I think the DualShock is comfortable. We're just used to it. I think it's yeah, just what exactly. you're used to. But I think that everyone's like, oh, it's not good for shooters. And so I'm like, okay, if you say so. But uh, I think that that's something they'll change because I think people prefer, prefer the Xbox controller in that sense. Mm. The Xbox mm. controller is nice but i think a little too big for my, my okay, quite ergonomic i would say 
It is, oh, a, it like is it? a bit fatty. I, like I, I don't not like it. I like it fine. Yeah. I think it's a bit, a bit fat. I like I like the slimmer. It's a, it's a, it's a far cry from that that original Xbox controller. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, those yeah, were made for track hands. Yeah, <sighs> those so, were the days. I, see, I don't think they'll move the stick. If, the, if they're doing that, then it's a complete redesign of the DualShock, whatever. It'll look more like the 360. It'll just be a generic-looking controller. And I think Sony is so stubborn that they won't move the, won't move the sticks around because everybody will look at it and say, oh, look at that, it's Xbox. Yeah. I, I think you'll get, if you're one of these people who want the concave sticks, not the convex mm. tops, the roundy mm. tops. You roundy might, tops. You'd be happy. Mm. That's what I say. I don't like those roundy tops. No. I like yeah, those. Yeah. Con, concave or convex? Concave. Concave, because yeah. you're going out like a cave. Yeah, I don't like know, the cave. Because, like, you know, That's, caves like, are double fine the cave. Out today <laughs> on PlayStation Network. 7-9. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I forgot to get all that stuff. Uh, for the Xbox version. Uh, number five. A rumor in Japanese gaming magazine Game Lab indicates that the recent delay of Monster Hunter 4 on Nintendo 3DS is due to the game also being prepped to come to PlayStation Vita. Capcom has since released statements indicating that the rumor may not be true, but the company refuses to state outright that Monster Hunter 4 is exclusive to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. The lack of finality on the exclusive nature of the game speaks volumes. I yeah. just heard a cheer in the distance, kind of. Oh, yeah, I mean, that'll be the biggest deal for Vita, right? <laughs> like, if it, like everyone's like, well, they, they reported, they said all these things. I'm like, they're not saying that this game's not coming to Vita at all. Like, if, if that's the case, then why don't, you, why don't you just say it? Just yeah. say it, you know? So I think the fact that they're not saying it is, is all you need. The um, PSP has a long history with Monster Hunter, too. It does. Yeah. That was one of the reasons. I mean, that's why it was so successful in yeah. Japan, right? That's why everyone had a PSP. They love Monster Hunter. Yeah. They would take that train. Yeah, get that Yamanote line go in a circle. The conductor gets on. He's shoveling the coal in there. He's yep. like, "Let's yep. go!" <laughs> <Doo, doo. laughs> chugga 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 chugga. Number six, a sequel to the PlayStation Three exclusive One Piece Pirate Warriors is in development. Tecmo Koei is working on the game and will be published by Namco Bandai. It's due out in summer of 2013 in Japan. The original game came to the U.S. later than the Japanese version and was only available digitally. However, it's unclear whether the sequel will be available at all in the West. I don't know how that game sold, so we'll see. That game was huge in Japan. One Piece is the biggest, probably the most popular anime in Japan. So. That game was gangbusters big on PS3. Does it actually pass Naruto and I, Cells? I, I think so. And I think Bleach? So. Yep. One really? Piece is big. What about the anime Ghostbusters manga I have? How's that, how's that rank? I'm probably pretty low. What yes. about Puri Puri? I like Puri Puri a lot. Puri Puri. Off the radar. Yeah. Is there an animated Puri Puri? Can I, I watch know, it? I can anime? find out. Please do. All right. Then <laughs> we can get, we'll get, do that. Right now? Yeah. Do that. Right. We get that. We get some beers. We get that blue moon I own you. We yeah. get some pizza. You don't we, we stay wait, here. Is there still a blue moon? Yeah, in remember the for the Smallville. You tried to forgive me on this one, but I, I, oh, I want yeah, to right. pay out on this one. That's right. But no. then again, Japan, Japan, uh, the sales in Japan also. Uh, I was gonna say like a lot of weird, oddly named games do really well in Japan, and I think he tweeted a couple of them. I, I can't recall the names exactly um, on the top of my head. Isn't my sister so adorable? Or whatever. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, well, whatever. Teach his own, I guess. Number seven, the new patch of play. Uh, that's not right. Shouldn't say patch. Say a batch. new patch of PlayStation titles. The new batch of PlayStation Plus perks in North America are awesome. The following games are ridiculously discounted, and when I looked at this list, I was like, okay. Yeah. PS Plus members get about seventy-five percent off each game. They are Little Big Planet Carding, which is ten dollars with PlayStation Plus. Right, the Unfinished Swan, Ratchet and Clank, which I think is three dollars. Wow. Jack and Daxter, I think, is also three dollars. Hot Shots Golf, Out of Bounds, Warp, Shank Two, Knights, Jet Set Radio, The House of the Dead, Overkill, Psychonauts, Tiger Woods PGA Tour Thirteen, and Machinarium. Additionally, Foosball Twenty Twelve for the PS3 and Vita is free, and Escape Vector on Vita will be twenty percent off. I've still never played Psychonauts. Maybe this is the chance. I sh- maybe I should buy this. Maybe I should do this. Go for it. I like that. I like that Tim a legend on Twitter. Do you think? See what he thinks of this. Do you think Playboy? Mm-hmm. What do you got? I, lo- I, I, I just some love. Some Prairie Prairie fan I, art over yeah, here? Yeah, so no, it's, it's, the, it's like the, 
the encyclopedic information on this manga that Greg was just talking about. And the alternative title for this is High School Paradise Premature Priest Adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Number eight. (laughs) I love premature priests. Number eight. New PS3 colors have been revealed but are only announced for Japan. The new Super Super Slim PS3 will be released on February 28th in both blue and red and are available only for a limited time. They will come packing 250 gig hard drives. It's unclear whether they will be available in the West. I doubt it. Yeah. I I doubt they will be. But then again, like the white one. I mean, you thought eventually white would come here. It seemed like it got here quicker than most of the alternate colors for Vitas and PSPs. Yeah. I don't know. I, look, I looked at those. I'm a big blue fan. If they release that blue one here, I might buy it. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Replace I need the a new one PS3, home. so I feel like my PS3 is getting loud and... Loud and proud? Loud and dumb. <laughs> Number nine. After a couple of months of rumors, it's been confirmed that Resident Evil Revelations is coming to PS3 as well as Xbox 360, PC, and Wii U. The once 3DS exclusive Resident Evil game will be released on PS3 on May 21st in North America and May 24th in Europe and will be available digitally. It will cost $50. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I don't care about that. Not me neither. Number 10. So over Resident Evil. Big yeah. news here. Never was under it, actually, I guess. You ready for this? Yeah. I've been over Resident Evil since 4. Uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale's first DLC pack is finally coming on February 12th in North America and February 13th in Europe. Cat from Gravity Rush, Emmett Graves from Starhawk, and the Heavenly Sword Wipeout cross-up stage will be released. They will be available free. Now here's my question for you. Yeah. Just for clarity's sake, where did you pull that story from? Us? Okay. Then there's confusion there. Uh, the Heavenly Sword thing, they left ambiguous. The, the, the level's going to be out sometime in February. Oh, okay. But well, the, the characters are out. And here's the other thing interesting, too, because this is different from what they told us, mm. I believe. Cat and Emmett free for the first two weeks, and then they said that Heavenly Sword, I think you have to pay from the, from the get-go for that mm. stage. Interesting. All, exciting, nonetheless. Mm. So three characters, characters need to pay for a stage. Yeah, should, maybe. Should they, they, like what? I said, very ambiguous okay. blog post. That's the way they, may, they seem to set it up. That's Seth Killian, Slippery Customer. <laughs> call him Slippery Pete over there. Slippery, slippery Pete. Slippery Seth probably would make more sense. Yeah, but they call him Pete for some reason. It's a weird one. Uh, slippery Seth is a, a lot, great name. A lot of people tweeted at me asking about or commenting on PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale League. Remember, with the podcast Beyond League, we were starting up. Uh, we gave it to a guy named Eric Griggs. You can follow him on Twitter. And then just silence. Like we get Everybody got their stuff in. Then it, it turned out Eric Griggs almost died. Got really, really sick and was in the hospital and stuff. So thank you for not dying, Eric, and being oh, awesome. Goodness. And he's still doing it. People should have gotten uh, their things now saying what, what conference they're in. Pick characters, yada yada. We'll keep you updated as we get playing. Can I have your phone, well. please? Sure. That's how much I trust you. Thank you. You just smash it on the table. You're, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do something, I bet. Because mm-hmm. Colin, mm. if I wanted to go out right now and buy Eric Giggs, Griggs, whatever his name is, a gift, mm. but I wanted to buy him a new game that was just coming out. Mm-hmm. Where could I go to find out what new games have come out? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Burn. Yeah. I think you missed the IGN at the beginning of the introduction. I do all the time. All right. He knows what he wants. He's Colin Moriarty. Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Um, Jimmy Cut Corners. PS3, retail and digital. Lay it on me. Nino Kuni. Wrath of the Right Witch. I totally forgot that that was digital as well as retail. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need to buy it. Could have just well, you needed to buy well, it at some yeah. point. It would have taken you seven days to download it on PlayStation Network, probably. Oh, so. That's only the DC <laughs> Universe online patch. Um, so that comes out. Buy it. Did you, buy it, buy it, buy it. Did you you played it off the off disc? So mm-hmm. um how would you say load times are? Like should the I load have, times are great. Should I have just okay. So it's fine that I didn't uh download it. The load times are not an issue, yeah, it's not gonna be All a big right. deal. Okay. 
What, well, here was what was weird, though. I could be uh, wrong because I bought, the, I got the game in like early December. I had the game very early. Yeah, and I put, you know, I put it in the old debug PS3, the old debug test unit, uh, and I don't remember installing it at all. Like I don't remember that. But there is an install on the retail version because I was watching you play it. So I don't know what that was all about. The game's still loaded fine, but I could, you know, maybe it didn't install, and I'm just, you know, stupid. No, uh, you? Yeah, yeah, me. Uh, let's the see. guy who eats mayonnaise every meal? <laughs> and then uh, on PSN, The Cave comes out. Our review for that isn't up yet, though. Right. Uh, it's one of those things where McCaffrey put it up on 360 but hasn't had a chance to play it yet on PS3. He He's going to test it this afternoon. Seven or 7.9. Good. 7.9. Almost great. That's uh, the old Fran Mirabelle. The old Mario Kart double dash. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma is out digitally. Uh, Pro Evolution Soccer on PSP. Whew, the one I've been waiting for. Uh, the Dust What's Five... this Alexi Lawless up to? Let's yeah, go kick yeah, some balls. Yeah. Remember World Cup 94? How big of a deal that was? Yeah. Dust 514, the beta, is out. Oh, right. You can fi- everyone now can mm-hmm. finally play. Not just PlayStation Plus members. Not just people with IGN codes. Go play. Escape Vector on PS Vita is out. I'm just Dance 4 is on... You are? Yeah, yeah, cool. Just Dance 4. It looks cool. Just Dance 4. I'm going to say it one more time. Just on Dance 4! <laughs> 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 Uh, that song is not in the game. <laughs> Your weeks. favorite jams from 1991. <laughs> Josh, Josh Amps. Uh, on move for move, uh, Mad Dog McCree. That's out. I remember playing that on PC. So and I might have to look into that. Uh, demos for Dead Space Three, Metal Gear Rising, Revengeance. Mad Dog McCree has a demo. Sonic All Stars <laughs> Racing Transform for Vita and the Cave. And PlayStation 2 Classics, Disgaea 2, Cursed Memories. Nice. Disgaea? Who's Disgaea Who's over Disgaea here? Who's Disgaea over here? <laughs> Bada bing. That's it. Stephanie Lee. Yes, Greg. You are here on Podcast Beyond. I am, indeed. The podcast with the most dedicated following on IGN. You've come to make a decree to them, a cry for assistance, to arise from their podcast Beyond Layers <laughs> Lord Vader right earned Padme is she alright we've already right? derailed it <laughs> well thanks for coming back <laughs> well see you guys you're here to talk about IGN All Stars lay it um, on me what's this all about yeah it's uh, it's a new community focused program and let me back up a little bit here last time I was here I was still a full time editor working on wikis. I'm still full-time here, but now I'm kind of on, like, the community side of things. Though not exactly community, I'm still on the wikis team. Uh And so, what I've been working on in the last couple weeks is this All-Stars program. And what I've learned from working on wikis is that, and I think Colin can attest to this, is, like, it's quite often very, kind of like a thankless job, and you just put in so many long, tedious hours, right? Yes, and it's hard yes. to get recognition for it. People really <laughs> underestimate the amount of work and time we put into these things. And now that we have Wiki's platform, we have so many people um, from the community also contributing to these Wikis. The All-Stars program, one of the things it does is basically recognize these people and kind of put them on a platform to have and, and, and point like a giant neon sign saying, hey, this guy is really freaking awesome. And... We appreciate all the hard work he's he's put into this. Where's my water wiki? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, and little known fact, actually, me and Colin go way back. Like we, I've known Colin technically for about I don't know what is it, twelve, 12 years, years now. Yeah. Like we both started on what? game game facts and fact writers back in the day, and I think they still are are like an obsessive type type of folk. 
They call an obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and this and I'm, the reason I'm bringing this up, like that that was a specific tool set we were given to kind of like kind of hone our craft and kind of break into video games writing. And now there's so many more options out there. There's YouTube. There's um. There's lots of blog platforms. We even have a blog that you can write here on IGN. And now we have wikis. And so this All-Stars program focuses on um, kind of combining all of that and just picking the best people who blog, the best people who write wikis, the best, most vocal people and passionate people who are, you know, still friendly, respectful in the community and not trolling. And just kind of inviting them into this program so that we can recognize them more and kind of get them more closely connected to us. Right. Because right now, well, one of the things we're doing with, um, one of the things we're doing for these people is like, we're putting their content, the things that they contribute, like on the front page of IGN. Like um, for those of you who visit IGN on a daily basis, you might notice a lot of community blogs being put up. Um, that's kind of one of the things we're doing. So, um, it's an ongoing program. You can nominate yourself, and if you do good work, you know, I'll definitely extend an invite to you. <laughs> um, and what's the monthly fee? The monthly fee is all your time and soul. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, this is a great tool set for writers. No like, this is it's huge. Like, if, <laughs> I, if I had this opportunity back in high school when I was, like, you know, still in that obsessive just spending... <laughs> What is it, like eight hours just writing and playing video games? This, I mean, I would have flipped out if my stuff was being read by right. thousands and thousands of people. Well, so. it's one of those things, right? Like, I think every time, oh, there it is. One of those things. I say that too much, I've been told. It's one of the very interesting aspects of whatever. <laughs> um, I get asked all the time, you know, how to, you know, what should I be doing right now if I want right. to get into the industry? And you should be writing and you should be making YouTube videos and you should be trying to figure out what you want to do and what you're great at. So it's one of those things where for sure you should be doing blogs and for sure if you if you can even like you know, we talk about guides and what you guys did on GameFAQs. Like you did huge guides for games. You can do it about one specific thing. Like wikis you can just pop in and do different parts of it, right? If you're really into collecting blast shards and infamous or whatever, yep, you could go yep. make sure that's all up to date and where it needs to be and if you're really into you know just collecting this or doing these side quests or whatever or if you're just doing one side quest and you had trouble in it and you don't know how to do it and then you figure it out through the internet or through a friend then you go and you work out a little part of the wiki that is it you know what I mean? it's one of those things stephanie's talking about how it gets you in touch with people and you know gives you this voice it's all about you know like networking and whatever like you know colin can tell you he was just an annoying kid that you know (laughs) did guys then finally got hooked up with mark ryan and then found out somebody quit and then kept annoying mark ryan and then there look at him now Mm -hmm. same thing for stephanie she started annoying colin Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be fair, actually, you were very like, annoying. In two thousand two, I, I think I believe that's when annoying. IGN Facts channels first opened up, mm-hmm. and Stephen Ng was the, and he's still here. Uh, he was the editor who reached out to all of us. Yeah, to all of us, and um, that's how we kind of, kind of started in yeah. the. In so the now you're doing the bit. same thing, just on a very wide exactly. shotgun radius. It, 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 <laughs> it, piggy, it piggybacks on. That's what you're already doing for IGN, like if you already love, if if your dream is to just write about video games and just be involved in this industry, just keep doing what you're doing, and we'll eventually notice. And yeah. you you obviously have to like sometimes reach out to us too because I can't see everything. They haven't invented the all seeing eyes yet at Google. 
uh, yeah. or wherever they're. I'm sure they're working yeah. on it. Sauron has. <laughs> I mean, I'll say I'll say this like to reiterate because I, I do the first Friday thing, which is when kids come or yeah. adults really come to the you get a tour office, by and they tour. Then we do a Q and A or whatever, and I always tell them like Stephanie had already said like the tools when when I broke into the industry when Stephanie started writing and and everything were very limited and and. We still made it work by being, like, really passionate about certain things. And there's really no excuse now to not do what you're doing to try to get noticed because there's all these platforms. And, like, I I guess I look at it as people, like, think that they have to work hard and then they have to, you know, apply and do all these things. And and you have to do those kinds of things. But I always look at my own experience as when Stephen Ng contacted us for IGN Facts or whatever, like, they offered me the guide's freelance position. I didn't ask for it, you know, because because it was – Something like they saw the passion and how much work I was doing. And the same thing when, you know, we laugh about it and joke about it. But when, you know, when Jason, you know, quit in 2007 and I had graduated college, that job was offered to me. I didn't, you know, like it wasn't like there was like you have to apply. We'll get all these things like because they knew how much I wanted it right. already. And so we you, want to bring in people who know what they're doing. And are the best. Yeah. So like you build up that cadence and you do it. There's just no excuse. If you really, really, really want it, you can get it. Like, that's it. That's it. We proved it. We proved it. On a much more limited scale, at a time when it was much harder to do, you know? And I'm proud of that. And I'm sure Stephanie is, too. It's really not that hard anymore. It's just not. So... Though I would say, uh, on the the counter-argument to that is, now the industry has... I feel like the industry is getting more and more aggressive each passing year. Sure. To the point of where it... It, it's there are more platforms, but the competition is like is so much fiercer. There's now. there's no doubt about that. Yeah. The competition is fierce, but but the if platforms you, exist. yeah, the platforms exist, and if you want it, you know you can get it. That's all I'm trying to say is like yeah. if you try really hard, if this is something you set your mind to, if you really want it, you know, we always get these emails like, you know. I'm going to work at IGN one day or I'm 15 years old. I'm 16 years old. It's like, okay, I don't, I believe you. Cause you know what? I was fucking 15 years right. old or 16 years old. And I said the same thing and I did it. Yeah. That's you know the whole I mean? thing is it's, it's all self fulfilling prophecy, right? If you want to sit there and be like, I'd love to work at IGN, but it'll never happen. Then it's never going to happen. Right. Yeah. When I, I mean, Colin and I are a similar story of like, I knew from the fourth grade, I wanted to write about video games professionally and there was never any, this is never going to happen. It was maybe this, you know, maybe I'll take this job in a newspaper and do this, that, and the other, but eventually I'm going to get there. This is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and people see that and that's passion. That's what drives people. And that's why I think, you know, the IGN staff as a whole is so head and shoulders above everyone else. You know what I mean? Because we are all that person. We are all that, like, it was great. You know, right now at IGN, all the main bosses are gone. <laughs> Tal, Casey, Steve, Pear, all over in Europe right now, all over in the UK, meeting up with uh, IGN Middle East, IGN UK, IGN EU, blah, 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 blah. And it was one of those things where Goldfarb made the joke of, well, I guess none of us are coming in next week. And then Anthony's like, well, I have to because blah, blah, blah. And then we were all like, well, we're all clearly coming in and we're not going to work any less hard, right? Like we're all going to come in and do, put in the same amount of hours because it's not about getting recognized by your boss. It's about that. We want to tell you and share this conversation with you and talk about games with our friends. And that's why I always say, you know, if you listen to the show, you're a friend, you're not a fan, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and I, I just think, you know, in 2002, if they could like offer me that position or in 2007, if they can be like, well, you showed all this passion when you were a freelancer, come you know, come work with us if you want. Um, if they can do that, then certainly if you make a name for yourself on YouTube, if you put the years of time in and the dedication and the knowledge, we will find you too. I mean, it's not, it goes both ways. Like if we, if you're doing something so impressive that we can't ignore you, then we're going to find you, you know, yeah. and, and we're going to want you. And so it goes both ways. And so I think that this is a great platform. All stars is a cool platform because it reminds, it's very reminiscent of the things that we did to try to get into this industry, but it's a great platform. No one said like, 
write this guide and then we're going to put it on the front page of IGN.com. That never happened. You had to write small shitty guides to work up to the better guides. So you yep. start picking the guides you wanted to write to do all those things. To become an editor, you start small. This seems you're starting kind of somewhere in the middle where it's like everyone's going to see your stuff already. And even if it doesn't work out on IGN, hell, it might work out on, a, on another right, site, another exactly. platform. Um, and that's know, one of the most interesting things for me it. is when I'll look around IGN and some of the wikis that haven't taken off yet are for big games. You know what I mean? It's like, well, hell, if I was on the outside, like I would be trolling this. What are, what's popular on IGN right now? You know what I mean? Oh, well, let's go write. Let's go contribute to that. And then, yeah, tweet at us about it. Tweet at Stephanie about it. What's your Twitter? It is at Super L-E-E-7. Oh, Super Lee 7. Oh, my gosh. Super Lee. Super Lee 7. Got it. Looks <laughs> like Lee's Deli Stephanie, a lot. How, anyway, um, how can people reach out to you if they'd like to get more information okay, about the platform? So you can actually learn more about it at IGN.com slash all hyphen stars. Oh, there you go. Plural. Battle Royale. Nice. We're just going to pit all the IGN community members in, in, in have them battle it out. Okay. Yeah, Battle Royale just style. Just fight to the death. And it's and it's like such a far cry from years past where we uh, big outlets like us weren't actively looking for talent. I mean now now we're we're definitely looking for for you know for the best people from the community because we want to we want to showcase your work. You know. Yeah, well, awesome. I mean, it's one of those things. The way I always look at it is like people are you're out there making this content already. A lot of you on YouTube, yep. and that's the other thing too. If you're making YouTube videos, you are. So foolish not to be embedding them in the IGN wiki because we don't own that YouTube video. We have nothing to do with that YouTube video. And you come and put it there and get free publicity for your walkthrough of whatever on this. It's like, seems like a slam. Money. Dunk. Yeah, plus you're making money on your AdSense and stuff like that. Money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I just want to reiterate, like, we, because we get those tweets, we get those emails, like, I want to work at IGN. What do I do? I'm going to, I'm going to work at IGN. Like, yeah. that's the mentality. I believe you when you say something like that. I believe it. I believe it completely. So just, you know, go on All Stars and make it happen. I was just making sure. That, yeah, yeah, you better be making sure something's going to happen over here. And also, uh, if you want to be part of First Fridays, there are tours at IGN the first Friday of every month. Google First Friday, uh, or IGN First Friday. If you Google IGN First Friday, it pops up as the Facebook link, and you click on, click on that, you see some photos from it, and then you can click to register. Don't tweet at me how to do it, because yeah. then I will get I'd, frustrated. And I do, it, I do it with the kids every uh, every month when they come in. We do the uh, demo room tour, and then the q and I, I take part in or whatever. It's fun. It's always a good time. Study your old school PlayStation 1 questions. Maybe Colin will give you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always <laughs> give away. God, we've given away so much cool stuff. Signed Beyond Two Souls posters. Yeah, now awesome. you're talking. Ellen yeah. Page. Mm-hmm. She's tiny. Mm-hmm. She's a tiny little lady. Steph, did you have any other announcements to make about All-Stars? Mm, it, well... It's not to be confused with PlayStation All-Stars, though. Okay. Too late. It's already done. <laughs> I heard Kratos was the first IG All-Star. Got really awkward. Uh, yeah. No, just check out the, the, pa- the sweet page, courtesy of our awesome junior designer, Eric Sapp. And, um... What a it- sap that guy is. Oh! oh what a being! We're gonna do it! Credits roll. <laughs> and feel free to ask me questions, like... You you know my Twitter's at Super, Super Lee, Lee seven. seven. Super Lee seven. <laughs> Good old Super yeah. Lee. The seven year lucky number. No. Well. <laughs> I'm just messing with you because I know it's supposed to be Lee. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. No, it's not. Okay. 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 Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Remember to be part of the show beyond at IGN.com, just like Kevin McDonald did from Denver, Colorado. 
Hey guys, I'm a huge fan of Telltale's The Walking Dead. I wasn't sure what to expect when downloading episode one, but I quickly became hooked. After finishing episode five, I decided to give the TV show a try. What a disappointment. It is entertaining for sure, but the characters are so stupid and one-dimensional. It's hard to believe it takes place in the same universe as the masterpiece from Telltale. Question. I'm thinking of giving the comic books a try, but I'm curious if they are similar to the game or the TV show. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin! You've been led astray. You see the, the video game not happening in the TV show world. TV show is its own world. The video game that's playing into that is that AMC Walking Dead first-person shooter. Telltale's The Walking Dead is tied in with the comic book universe, which is excellent, which you should go and buy all, all of them. You, you, read, I, you read my trades when I lend them to you. Yeah, but it's been a long it's time. It's been a long time, but for somebody just jumping in, you can speak to, like, what, the first 10 or 11 trade oh, paperbacks? Oh, they're incredible. They're awesome. Yeah, they were so much fun. I really... I remember, like, I was just in bed reading the... I, hopefully that you didn't give me uh, comics that were really gross, because I had them in my bed, by the way. No, it's fine. Just, uh, just I mean, by Ryan Clement's standards, yes, I'm sure they're gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just... I could not... I, it was probably three or four in the morning on a work night, and I was reading those comics. They're, like, impossible to put down. Yeah. Robert... I mean, that's the whole thing, is, like, that. that is definitely where uh, Telltale Games takes its uh, inspiration for, for it, and you should go get it. The characters cross over... Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things, by the way. The thing about The Walking Dead, the comics, is I feel like there are definitely slow periods of time. Mm Because, you know, over such a long period of time with these comics coming out. But whenever there's a slow period of time, it's usually to make the, you know, action or the spike in whatever drama is about to happen all the more powerful. Do you read the comics at all? I tried to start reading them, and then, um, it's hard to jump in after you've watched, uh, the TV show, right? Because I was trying to get up to season three where they're at in the comic books and I was totally lost because like the characters just weren't all the same right, and the right, 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 right. the same either they're so. way better in the comics so, so yeah I've heard that but the, I also heard that the comics are really gruesome yeah and so I don't know if I could stomach most of it okay yeah yeah so that's understandable I, I stopped Colin you hate comics of all shapes and sizes correct yeah you, you want The Walking Dead just to be a novel yes but you haven't read the novel I keep telling you to read on Walking Dead or on the, on the I don't want some like ancillary spin-off. it's not ancillary it's good I want the story, Rise of the like Governor the real is good. story of The Walking Dead in novel form. Just like I want Batman in novel form. You can read Nightfall in novel form. No. I love... That's a good movie. You don't want I to just that. love picturing you with a, in a smoking jacket and a pipe, and you like, have Batman the, novel. the Batman novel. <laughs> There's a cup of brandy oh, next to you. Which Batman universe would <laughs> it be, glass. Where would, What is brandy served in? It's a, in a little goblet thing where it's you swish it around. Thing? It's yeah. got the arch sides. I've got, a bu- go. I've got a bottle of hen at my desk. I know what we're doing after this. I, was gonna, <laughs> I, was, I want to read a novel about the origins of Superman, especially, because there's just so many questions about that I have about him. Yeah, I'm sure there are. There are really not that many questions. <laughs> like, like what? Don't start him down this path. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I can make money on this YouTube video eventually. <laughs> no, don't right. start him down this path. All right, all right. Make it independent. Uh, Omi writes in. Beyond.IGN.com. If each member of the Beyond crew and Stephanie Lee had to choose one work... Feature, review, etc. They produced during their time at IGN. Which would it be? What, what What's the thing we've each produced here, one by one, that we're most proud of? Oh, that's what he's asking. If you okay. If you had to pick, uh, uh, Jeff Haynes busts in with a gun. Says you have to pick. I don't know why it's a gun. <laughs> Clearly, we'll answer the and question. Why does he want you to pick one? Like, why is this? So he's 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 doing he's the, to kill a man for. He's it. doing the history of IGN, <laughs> oh, okay. and this is for the appendices. Okay. Jeff. Uh, I'll go first. I had time to think of it. The, my favorite thing I did was uh, the Madden versus NCAA football feature, the video, mm-hmm. because it was one that I wrote the script, and then it was like a really complicated shoot, and I had every line that I wanted. Uh, I spelled out what B-roll I wanted. I showed it to them, gave them. I had to fight really hard for them to include Joe Namath drunk 
Because they were like, oh, we can't use NFL footage. They'll tell us to take it down. I'm like, NFL will never know. Everyone does this. Just use it. I finally won that. Fran had my back for a change. It was great. So I was, I was really proud of that. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, can I, I mean, I'm, I'm tempted to almost say I'm most proud of the coverage that we do when it's, um, international stuff, because that's a very, like a TGS or something. It's so fun, but it is so difficult. I mean, even just the raw physical exhaustion that you face with traveling around the country and then maybe one to two days after you've landed, you start coverage and you're doing it from, you know, eight, eight, eight in the morning till, you know, the wee hours at night, uh, I'm really proud of the stuff we do, but those are those are very much group efforts. If I had to pick a individual effort, it would probably be some of my recent reviews. I've really tried to pour myself mm-hmm. into even stuff that for games I don't like, like Just Dance Four, which I did the review for Just Wii U. Dance Four. Again, not in the game. Lady Gaga is in the game. I think. Yeah, like I really try and make every review that I write just as 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 polished and entertaining and and as possible like i really care i want i always challenge myself whenever i sit down to write something i always think to myself i want what i am about to write to be the best thing i've ever written mm-hmm. even though that is almost impossible to really live up to because that's just not really how writing works i want to at least set out how does the writing work mind. how does the writing work okay. your yeah. gmc review was really freaking awesome yeah thank you very yeah. much and yeah. I'm also, I'm really happy with the journey review, how it turned out too. That was really good. But that's a special yeah. game too. So it's yeah. easy to make something special. Mm-hmm. Colin, what do you got? You're lean back, you know, you're I know. contemplative. I, mean, I, I think it's like, depending on what we're talking about, like there's some funny, stupid things. That I already done, told like, you, that... Jeff Haynes just kicked in the door. <laughs> Pick one thing. I mean, the best piece I've ever written is definitely the history of Insomniac, I think. Um, but um, I just think about all the stupid and funny things that I've done too. Like, yeah. The Hulk Hogan video with Connect <laughs> was like one of until you Let stole tell my you thunder on studio. that. Oh, that one. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, like when I played Connect with Hulk Hogan, I'm like, hey, look, Greg, look at this. I got like I did this awesome video with Hulk Hogan at E3, and then it took Greg about a minute to steal my thunder and do a video with Hulk Hogan. What do you want me to do? They set up these appointments. I gotta go. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, my Fallout Three guide is um, is about three warm pieces long, uh, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. It's hard, but it I, think the, so, I, think the, I think the history of Insomniac is uh, the most impressive piece I've ever written. It's cool. really long, too. Yes, six thousand words or something. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Double it, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Lee. Uh, for me, honestly, this this is technically content because you can read it on the site. Sure. But um, actually, the just the last couple months working on this All Stars program because I had before before tackling this behemoth of a project. And I say behemoth because that's what I started to realize as I started working on this is the logistics of launching something like this was way over my head at the time. And it was just through a confluence of factors like working with... Uh, nice word. A what? Nice confluence. Word. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of, of different people from many different uh, departments that I was able to, you know, just finally put all the pieces together and get this wheel running Though I'll be a little squeaky, but yeah. um, you know I'm I'm, I'm oiling squeaky, squeaky. I'm oiling it. Got and, some WD forty. Uh, <laughs> Who's got the WD forty? They call them WD forty because uh, you always had WD forty. <laughs> and it's going really well. But if if we were to, if we were to talk about like another piece of content, I'd actually I actually am really proud of my um as a, when I was a freelancer, I worked on the Zelda Phantom Hourglass guide, and oh, that was nice. before we converted to the Wiki's platform. Oh. I spent a solid five weeks on that project while I was in school full-time. Wow. And so I had many sleepless nights 
and I formatted it all nice. And I know Mark when I sent it to Mark Ryan, uh, my boss at the time, he spent like I think a week formatting it to and converting it so that it actually is visible on the <laughs> all site. All of this is wrong for IGN. <laughs> so cool. I just got to say, I'm sorry, and, and that was beautiful, by the way, Steph. But Colin is just he he drew a picture of a banana. <laughs> And then wrote banana. Wrote banana next. He's clearly to it. missing Goldfarb for Goldfarb's contributions to the pieces yeah. of paper around here, which are just infographics of the infographic they're looking at. Or perhaps it's a, a reference to the banana hammocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, always on Colin's mind. The <laughs> you know me. Our next question at two beyond at IGN.com comes from Lorenzo. Lorenzo says, How likely is it that instead of Sony Bend working on Uncharted Vita 2, they're working on a prequel or something on The Last of Us. Why or why not? Thanks and beyond. I say unlikely. What is the question? Can you repeat the question? Yeah, and I'll summarize. Yeah, it was a tragedy. <laughs> so, can you repeat the question? If anyone can tell me what that's from, I'll be most impressed. Sony Bend. Yeah. How likely it is, is it that they're working, not working on Uncharted 2 Vita? Yeah. Or Vita, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're working on a prequel or something related to The Last of Us 4. No, Vita. it's uh, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, the, the smart money would be on Uncharted 2 Vita. Or, or Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter for PlayStation 4 or something along those lines. I just Siphon realized Filton. that I can't do this cipher fil- um, Siphon cipher- Filton? Si- cipher Filton. Why not? Uh, because the camera's on me. And remember, oh, that no one it. will ever see what Cypher right. Filton looks like. I can like. hold up the paper. Aww. No, it's okay. Next time. Now it's happening. I want to see this. You're going to pull the paper away. I'm not going to pull it away, Clements. I actually had nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Man, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> they don't call us the best blue balls podcast on the internet for nothing. Oh Lord, get you right up to it. They're like, no, oh, we're, no, we're, we're, we're done. We're done with that one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah, I, I don't know. He says, why or why not? I just think that, you know, first off, you know, Uncharted's still an established franchise already. Vita's a struggling platform. It'd be so much easier to put out a better Uncharted game than try to learn for The Last of Us. Last of Us, you know, you don't want to start milking that cow too quickly. You want to yeah. get, get no, another one. Not done with it yet either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What sure. happened if you milked the cow too quickly? You would only get some milk. set on fire. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or the cow would be uncomfortable. Cow chafed on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go, Lorenzo. You think? And I forget. We did a predictions piece here in IG. Yeah, we'll do a video for it. So let's not ruin it. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All this is ads for upcoming content on IGN. Now. Speaking Final. of that, no, I'm sorry, to interrupt. No, you go ahead. But I, when, when you guys, when we had a, when we watched the, uh, or in this, in the past 49ers game just on Sunday, yeah, I, I saw a Mercedes Benz commercial for a upcoming Mercedes Benz commercial for the Super Bowl. So they're it was a commercial that, for a commercial. They're doing with the Budweiser too. Like, oh man, February second, Budweiser gets. Cr-. He's like, what the hear you talking about? Yeah. Just leave your beer. Just tell me what it is. A shit. <laughs> I got excited for Bud Select. That was my own fault. I'm not getting excited for whatever beer this is about I've, to be. I've been known to drink a Bud Light Platinum. Oh, I forgot about Platinum too. There's a Platinum. That's a Jim Riley joint. That's a Jim Riley joint when he's feeling frisky. No, he just likes Bud Light. No, but he likes the Bud Light Platinum. No? Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, he upgraded. I don't think I've had that. I'm sure it's just as terrible as Bud Light. <laughs> All right, Colin. Yeah. David writes in mm. to beyond at IGN.com just like you can. Mm. Hey, guys. Hello. Since you've been talking a lot about what Sony Studios are working on for the last couple of weeks, I started thinking about Ready at Dawn, the studio behind the portable God of War games and Daxter. I don't think they are owned by Sony, but what are they up to these days? According to their website, they are working on a next-gen project. Any ideas on what that could be? I, for one, would like it if they got to work on the Vita, since they did amazing work with the PSP. Is new portable God of War from Ready at Dawn out of the question, you think? Beyond. 
Beyond. No, it's not out of the question. But I think that they, Ready at Dawn, said a while ago that they were not doing, like, that they were trying to do other stuff. Like, I don't know if Sony, you know, was like, well, we have money we can give you to do another God sure. of War game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're, one of their games appeared on Vita specifically, but um, I think that they Remember, they made a things. big deal. It's, it's one of those things that you can only trust these developers so far. They made a big deal about they were sending all their PSP dev kits back, remember? And then they put out that next God of War. Like, they made a big deal in between the God of Wars that they were doing this, and they ran another PSP game. We're like, oh, that's great. We wanted this, but why, why, are you making, why are you putting up photos and putting out all these red herrings? I don't like it one bit. Yeah, I don't know. They are second party um, to an extent, but I think, you know, some of these studios get caught in an, in an you know... In a cycle where they're perpetually doing second party games, and I think that they don't want to be like Clap Hands or, yeah. you know, one of these studios that just does the same thing over and over again. Sure. I, and I don't sure. blame them, you know, like, but they have to figure out where the, the cash cow is and how they I would say do. they were probably working on this next gen title, and then after that, I wouldn't put it past and be working on a Vita God of War or be right now in pre production mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Yeah. Like, obviously, God of War is going to come to the Vita at some point. For sure. So there you go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Santa Monica did it themselves. But mm, that'd be nice. They're so big now that they can probably have three or four teams working on different. You got that Achilles might Will Santiago from the Tester. Just give it he's to him. He's doing it himself. He can do it. Yeah. He's sit over there and he's got the pens behind his ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The he's got the board. clipboard. He's got yeah the drafting table. <laughs> he works for three months on. All, he's got all this paper and they're like, no, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm Will Santiago. <laughs> they just go. I don't care. mad at you. I like him a lot. Um, final question before we get to a hit of the week for once for a change. Uh, and it's got to be the obligatory DC Universe Online question. My question <laughs> is for Greg. This is from Jarrett. Uh, being that he's just gotten back into the realm of DC Universe Online, is how do you personally deal with people who need to roll on things they not only don't need but cannot possibly use, nor can they trade? If I'm sure Clements doesn't need an explanation of this, but Stephanie, Colin, the con, for sure, now that you're getting into MMOs. When you beat these, when you beat these big bosses, you know, you get the group loot. Then you got to go in there. You got to decide if you need it or greed it. Pretty much, you know what Them I mean. Fat loot. So people are needing on stuff that they can't equip and they can't collect or whatever. They want to sell it. They want to do whatever. I'm fine with it. That's the whole point. You know, it's it's whatever. It's group loot. That guy did the work. He deserves to get in there, get a piece of it. It's a little bit of jerk move. But I, most groups I roll with, they come in and they say, "Oh, well, if you need that, you can say you need it. You don't roll need if you don't need it." So just work. Play with better characters, Jared. That's what I'm gonna say. Play with better people. Yeah. Stop playing with anyone. Play Stop playing. With anybody. Jared also then says, also, I have a hero controller starting at the end game that could use a real league. Little help, Gregors. Um, yeah, Jared, sure. I've been thinking about the IGN Super Pals. Uh, it went defunct, obviously, two years ago when everyone stopped playing DC Universe Online. I've been thinking about giving an old Kickstart. If you want to be part of it, email beyond at IGN.com. We'll figure out a way to meet up and get set. You're going to use Kickstarter? Great. No, that is not what I'm doing. Oh, I do okay. not want Colin to firebomb my house. <laughs> I live in that house. Right? I, I know. Do that. You, you, you're that crazy about your Kickstarter hate oh, that I think God, you would do dude. it. It's getting so out of can, can I just explain something real quick since Please this do. came up? Because I don't think people understand my argument. So I want to, I wanna, you know, because it's, it's hard to do in 140 characters. Sure. You tweet seven times in a row. Uh, Kickstarter is cool in premise because you get games that otherwise wouldn't be made and the problem is not that you're paying for the game that's not the problem I have no problem with people putting their money into these projects I have problems with the developers taking the money for the projects and here's where I'm coming from this is it this is it is that a developer has a relationship with a publisher and the publisher is like we'll give you 50 million dollars for this game you make the game you have two years we'll pay for your studio you you know we split the costs or you get these revenues blah blah whatever deal they work out and there's there's a risk involved like you know first of all the publisher sees that a product must exist like the market wants this product so they 
they invest in it and there's a risk and there's a risk on both sides but there's also oversight and there's dates to be met and this game must come out and all these things and then at the end like there are winners and there are losers and if the game doesn't sell then the publisher loses and the developer loses and if there's winners well then they made a risk and so they make money mm-hmm. on their on their investment and what's happened with kickstarter and my, my fundamental problem with kickstarter since the very beginning and it's getting more flagrant and more obvious as time goes on is that there are a lot of products that the market doesn't demand on Kickstarter that publishers will not publish because no money can be made on them that are like these pet projects for people that a few people want or whatever. So they ask for money. There's no risk. There's no guarantee that you'll get any product back. And there's there's little risk on the side of the consumer because it's like, oh, I paid $10, I get the game, or I, get, I paid $50, I get the game, or whatever. Yeah. But on the side of the developer, they can basically shrug the system off and be like, we're going to get this money risk-free. There's, there's no investment. You're giving us this money. And if we make money on it, we keep the profit. And if we don't make money on it, well, we never made it. We never made a risk to begin with. We we took out no loan, no one. We have no. We are beholden to no publisher. We don't even have to publish the game. There's no legal recourse for you to get the game out of us anyway on Kickstarter. So it's this whole problem of people taking advantage of the consumer. And I actually have a huge problem with it. You know, and I don't think we people talk about, are looking at it like that. I, I don't understand. Think people are looking at it through that lens. And I understand what you're saying. And I, but I think the pro, the the problem I've always had with the argument you're making. I think you make great points. The problem I have with your line of thinking is that you are assuming everyone who's donating their money to Kickstarter is just a sheep and doesn't understand what's going on. It's like if right now Jim Lee was to announce that you know he's left DC Comics or he, whatever. DC Comics wants it won't really make a Superboy Connell comic pre New Fifty Two, but they're starting a Kickstarter. If any, I'm sorry. Let me dial this back. I'm getting to a personal Greg Miller. I lost you there. DC Comics won't make this Superboy comic that I want. Okay. But they'll kickstart it if okay. people want that. I would give them money, totally understanding everything you just said, that, I, that I'm not getting any money out of it, that there's no risk them, yada, 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 yada. I would be fine doing that because I want to support that project. That's, that's something I want. And, you know what I mean? That's where I think we start to get in this weird territory that you're assuming everybody's th- just thinking, oh, well, I'm just doing this good thing and then walking away and not understanding all these other aspects of it. No, I'm, I'm not assuming that because I think that a majority of people don't think about that. Like that particular aspect. I don't think so. And the reason I don't – and it's all anecdotal, but the reason I don't think they do is because of the tweets I get back from people. Being like, what's the big deal? I want the game. It's my money. It's like I know that it's your money. Like I know you want the game. That is not the problem. That whole entire part of it is not the problem. The yeah. problem is that you're you're giving them money – like you're giving them money like you're a bank, but, but there's no bank relationship there. There's no publisher relationship there. They can take the money and fuck up, and it's over, and there's no risk. It's, they just walk away. It's not like they took out a loan. It's not like there's any oversight. They don't have to hit any dates. They don't have to release any products. I understand. It's it, and I don't. I don't think people look at it through that lens. I really don't. I think well, people now, look at it through like through like I want a game. This publisher, Obsidian, or whoever, or this developer, Obsidian, sure, sure. is making this game. I want, and you know, and I'll give them money. So I'm getting the game. I'm paying for the game ahead of time. I get that. But they're going to make a profit off of that money. With none of it going back to you, you basically invested in their game. The game would not exist. It's not like the chick. It's the chicken and the egg kind of thing, you know. And I have a huge problem with it. And I think I think these gonna, things are going to start blowing up left and right. They've already they've already started in, in a way to blow up or become like far, you know farces basically. And it's like donate to save our studio, donate to save yeah. our game. This game that no publisher wants to publish because no one wants it. Well, maybe ten thousand people want it, and we can somehow make a profit on this game. It just it doesn't work like that, you know. Like the system doesn't work like that. Uh, let me ask you, Colin, because this, this is actually an innocent query. Has have there been in- instances where people donate or give them like a, all of their money or their money for this product, and the and the company actually does not deliver 
are there are there a lot of instances where you well, can cite this? I've, I've definitely seen that before. I can't know. Because first of all, the, the the money actually only goes through when they hit their goal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they hit their goal, you're saying that there is still no legal obligation outside of that to fulfill on. No, the Kickstarter apparently made. is pretty clear about that, 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 that they can't force anyone to do anything. Yeah. And yeah, they only get their money when they hit the, 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 the dead like, or like what if they want a million dollars, they only get it when they hit a million dollars and right. everything above that. And that's cool. And, and Kickstarter takes their 10%. It's a brilliant business model on yeah. Kickstarter's part. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking doubt about that. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm here's, just troubled by it. Here's one pin to put in your thing. Remember, you're like, well, people tweet back at you, and you think they don't understand it. Remember, in the same way, it's 140 characters, so maybe they are. They it's one. It's because the argument of I just want that game, I just want that comic applies to me. You know what I mean? Like if somebody was like, we'll do this Superboy comic, and it was just 10,000 of us doing it. You're talking about how the market, you know, is like, well, I, they don't want that game. Clearly, that's 100 percent true. However, I'm part of the submarket that does want that, and so I'm willing to spend that extra money or take on this, you know, goofy obligation, not obligation, but you know what I'm saying? I'm willing to chip in more money to get the product I want. Yeah. I, I think I understand that. Like I, like, again, like I see things on like Kickstarter where I'm like, that would be really cool. Yeah. Like that would be a cool game. That'd be a cool board game. It'd be a cool book, whatever it is, album. But I can't, I, I can't in principle invest in these things because it's not right to take money from the consumer first for a product that can't, that they can't find investors to, to, you know, investors want to make money. Banks want to make money. Venture capitalists want to make money. If there's a product out there that can make the money, they will be all over it and they will fund it. You know, and maybe this is a reflection on games are too expensive to develop now. Maybe it's a reflection that albums are too expensive to record. All those things, that's fine. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you're investing in a product and receiving nothing but the game back in return. That the game wouldn't exist without you. It's not like the game would exist because a publisher f- paid for it and then they put it out. That's not the way it works. They're basically saying, like, pay us ahead of time. We'll give you the game. And by the way, we might make $5 million on your money, on your donation. And you don't get any of it. You know, and the real revolution, like I've said before, is to... Uh, make an investment scheme. It would be really hard to do. It would be like, we want 5,000 investors at $500 a piece. You each get a share of the game. You'll get the game for free. It's not a problem. But we, you'll each get a share. If you want to buy 10 shares, you give us $5,000. If, if we make money, you get money. You get some of it back. Yeah. And if we don't make money, then that's then then we don't. But at least we'll have some oversight. We'll have a board. You can vote for your own people. That's the revolution. Kickstarter is not a revolution. You know, Kickstarter is... Really, in a strange way, I think is a way to take advantage of people's you know nerdy people like us that want these obscure things. It's a way to take advantage of people like that. I mean, that's that's the, that's really the way I feel about Kickstarter. Mm. At the end of the day, I don't feel I don't feel like they're taking advantage of. It. I think they're they're. I mean, they're you're talking about capitalism, right? And how the market demands this. Is not this. Capitalism, I'm sorry, how, how the market market demands you know what people want. And you're talking about how publishers aren't investing in that game, and that's why it's not there. And that's fine. But if I want that obscure game, I think I should be able to get that. And if this is a way to do it, I I enter into that contract knowing everything you just said, yeah, and I knowing will, that I still want that game. I will point out. So I pretty much agree with almost all your points. I will say that when you say it's not right. In your opinion, because at the same time, everything is outlined in writing. So it, if a person is, is, is putting money towards Kickstarter, if they're, if they're a smart or intelligent person, they will read all the documentation. They will understand. There is no not right about it because they have all the information. There are no lies there. So they, are, they, are, they, should, be under the, they should be aware of the fact that they are taking a financial risk. So it's not that it's morally wrong. You just don't think it's a good business practice. Yeah, it's strange right? business practice, but I also think that argument's a, a slippery slope. Because Cause I can do whatever I want with my money. Sure, if sure. I wanted to put $10 on the floor and just be like, I'm just going to let someone have a good day and Aww. find that $10. Yeah. You know? I can do that. Sure. But let me, let me ask you this question. This gets a little deeper than we Let's usually get or whatever. Get and, and it's, it's, not, it's not political, but it's, it's what happened in this country. Millions of people took out subprime mortgages right, on their homes. 
I may the, not know what subprime mortgage means. A subprime mortgage means, I know what a mortgage is. <laughs> you take out a mortgage, a subprime mortgage is like a, at a, for three or five years, you pay a very small amount of interest on the house, and then it explodes after five years or whatever it is, or it goes back to market rates. And the, and the argument is that it could actually readjust to something lower if the market demands that, but it never does. So, <laughs> so people in 2002, 2003, 2004 took out subprime mortgages. The banks didn't do anything illegal. They, they gave people contracts, and they said um, – Here's your sub. Here's your here's your five hundred thousand dollar house at a one and a half percent interest for five years, and after that five years, we can't guarantee what your payments are going to be. And they signed it over, and there's nothing inherently wrong with what the bank did, but it was still unsavory. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between um, knowing you're taking advantage of something and you know and right and wrong. I think and. For a thing like the subprime mortgage, it's like nothing nothing illegal was really happening there. The banks mm. were doing illegal things with the mortgages later, but. Um, mm. That people still knew what they were. They read the contract. Anyone who had, you know, was intelligent that knew what a subprime mortgage was was like, this is not a good deal. But they did it anyway. And the banks were like, okay. And that wasn't illegal. And that wasn't, but it was unsavory. And so I guess what I'm saying is this isn't wrong in the sense that, like, wow, you're right. hurting someone. But it is wrong in the sense that they're, I'm sure they're not outlining, by the way, guys, we're taking this much in salary. And uh, if the game sells gangbusters, the game you funded, by the way, for free, um, we're going to keep all the money. You know, if someone was going to be like, hey, we take our salaries and all of the profits go to charity, that's different. Or to say, like, we're going to have some sort of group fund to give you your money back based on how much your investment was. That's different. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, I, I, think, I think unsavory is a good word for it. I just I just accurate. I'm not trying to, you know, I, I think people do know some people do know. I really think some people don't think about that aspect of it. I'm there's, sure there's plenty of people who throw money at Kickstarter and don't think through what we're talking about now. But I just think it's it's I, I like Kickstarter and I think it's just a weird I don't want it to be just a blanket thought I want I want to talk you off the ledge yeah that's fair I mean you know spend like I always say spend your money how you want speak with your your wallet if you want those kinds of things you're going to get them and that's fine and I'm sure great games and great products have and will come off of Kickstarter no doubt about it but and so I'm not trying to disparage the crowdsourcing things specifically but I really want someone some pe- smart people people smarter than us put their heads together not hard and yeah. figure and figure out how can we do this in a way. That lets people invest in the product, not just buy the product, but invest in the product. If our money is going to make the product exist and not the money of a bank and not the money of a publisher or a venture capitalist, yeah. then how can we get our money back for that risk? That's what I want someone to identify. And when they do that, that will be a fucking revolution in gaming, not Kickstarter. Okay. This was your Moriarty Minute. A spirited Moriarty Minute. <laughs> I don't know, you count minutes in a different <laughs> unit of measurement than I yeah. do. Uh, let's do a hit of the week, Ryan Clements. Okay. This one comes from Joshua. Hey Hi, there, Joshua. Beyond Crew. I almost got the platinum in Far Cry 3. All I need is three more co-op mission trophies. I was wondering if I could be hit of the week to see if I can get some help from fellow Beyonders. My PSN name is Penguin Love 420. <laughs> All one word, Penguin Love 420. Yes. Colin, you're about to wrap up your Far Cry platinum. Yep. Um, I have uh, three folks I uh, found on Twitter. Um, that agreed to play with me. We played two maps yesterday. We'll play the other four tonight, hopefully, and I'll have the Platinum, and then I can move on to Borderlands. Um, yeah, I appreciate them. I appreciate everyone else that tweeted at me. It was just I picked the first three people that, that tweeted at me, so I'm sorry that we couldn't uh, all play together. Um, but I'm sure there'll be future games that I'll need help with. You're a good man. Yeah, and thorough. And thorough. Remember, be part of the show beyond at IGN.com. Podcast Beyond is a product of IGN.com. So if you listen to us on the iTunes, thanks so much. But make sure you go to IGN.com, read our articles, watch our videos, uh, leave comments, start a blog, be an IGN all-star. Get your life together, all right? Sort it out. It's embarrassment right now. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Stephanie. Uh, yeah, I just wanted you. to say thank you for the opportunity to talk to, and I believe the, the Podcast Beyond listeners are probably one of the most... 
dedicated and hardcore fan base as we have. Oh, sure. Just community. We it's have retrocity here, so. in us. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great that I'm speaking directly to these guys, right? And hopefully uh, we'll be hearing a lot from you guys. Um, follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Uh, powerhouse, formerly Ryan Clements, is Pwam Cider. Fart knocker. The pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty, is no taxation. And the wiki woman, Stephanie Lee, is Super Lee 7. The numeral 7. <laughs> the numeral 7, yes. Because she likes Lee's deli. Ryan Clements, take me home. Thanks, Greg. We are, oh, I like how you push the, mic, the mic away. Get this on. <laughs> I like I Never talk again. This show. <laughs> Uh, I got a great email from Josh, and if you would like to plug a musical project or let us play a song from your band, please do. It's like the Kickstarter of music, mm-hmm. Alan. What do you think about yeah, that? <laughs> no I harm can't done. Off of this. <laughs> uh, Josh writes, Beyond. Hi, yeah. guys. Josh Hext here. After listening to the incredible conversation about how much time we have and how we use it in episode 274, I thought I would send a song submission. I was a founding member of my band, Just Like Clockwork. Formula, formerly Capulet, which I like that name. A little uh, Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. reference there. Uh, I played bass for them for six years, but recently got married and left the band as, as I don't have the time to you tour. Let her, you let her ruin like the I music. <laughs> Yoko. This, uh, <laughs> wow. So thanks, Josh. <laughs> thanks for being a fan. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh ends his note with saying, the song is called The Harder They Fall and is from our album Make and Believe, released before the Sony Make Dot Believe. <laughs> it would mean a lot if you could play it as I love the show and I've always wanted to send a song in. Thanks from Josh. And thank you, Josh, for sending in The Harder They Fall by Just Like Clockwork. I almost said Capulet, which is also a good name. And remember, send us your songs to beyond at IGN.com. Take it away. <laughs> I can't help but see this as a fairy 